into hot dogs, apple pie and haggis with Joe and the Scott. Enjoy and tell your friends. Welcome back to Joe and the Scott. I'm Joe. And I'm the Scott. So that pretty well explains that. Been a busy week this week, Joe. It has. You know, we talked uh, talked a lot about some Supreme Court stuff last night. Did any of that happen this week? Oh, just don't get me started. It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, we had, uh, we had a key witness come up, uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, who was the uh, Mark Meadows... Head assistant. She what, was, what's her? She's an advisor at the age of twenty-four. Yeah, but she was the uh, chief of staff. No, she wasn't. For Meadows? No. Oh, I thought she was. No, she was a chief advisor. Okay. Right. Anyway, chief anyway, advisor. we're talking about the sixth of uh, January uh, surprise committee hearing. So basically, Cassidy Hutchison had previously given. Um, three statements she'd been questioned three times and she four times actually she told her friend that there was more um but she wasn't sure if she could say any of it with her current lawyer so her current or well not her current lawyer her first lawyer when she was being uh deposed not live on TV, but behind the scenes, uh, was a Trump lawyer. And she wasn't able to say the things that she wanted to say, so she got a different lawyer. Yeah, her friend contacted yep. Liz Cheney. Um, so that's how that happened, how the, the new surprise hearing came out. Mm-hmm. And What are some of the things that stood out to you? There was one big thing that stood out to me when um, they were at the ellipse on the 6th of January, Mm -hmm. Mark Meadows went to what they call a control car to take a call or make a call. And during that time, the Secret Service were updating um, Cassidy with the the new info on security that Mark Meadows needed to know. Yeah. He was in the control car for 20 minutes on a call or calls. During that time, Cassidy Hutchison went to open the door to signal to him that she had an update. Mm -hmm. And he pulled the door shut on two occasions. Mm. And she said that he never, that was really Never does that. He was talking to someone on the phone, which we don't know. We want to know who who it was. Who that is. Yep, I really want to know who that one was. But you know, it's a shame that the, the first thing after that hearing, all of a sudden, the Twitter, social media blew up with, oh, they're coming out with a let's discredit Cassidy Hutchison campaign. Oh, they all are now. That's Ingraham went right after her. I can't listen to her. Well, Ingraham was a little upset because they outed her as well as making a phone call to Trump during, during the insurrection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miss Innocent. So we've got a little uh, little clip here on Cassidy Hutchinson, just in case you missed it or you didn't watch. 
This is uh, about three minutes of what happened there. Your understanding that the president wanted to take the mags away and said that the armed individuals were not there to hurt him. That's a fair assessment. I just want to confirm that that is when you heard the president say the people with weapons weren't there to hurt him and that he wanted the Secret Service to remove the magnetometers. That's correct. Mr. Cipollone said something to you like, make sure the movement to the Capitol does not happen. Is that correct? Mr. Cipollone said something to the effect of, please make sure we don't go up to the Capitol, Cassidy. Keep in touch with me. We're going to get charged with every crime imaginable if we make that movement happen. And do you remember which crimes Mr. Cipollone was concerned with? In the days leading up to the six, we had conversations about potentially obstructing justice or defrauding the electoral count. So what happened in the president's vehicle when the Secret Service told him he would not be going to the Capitol? The president said something to the effect of, I'm the effing president, take me up to the Capitol now. To which Bobby responded, sir, we have to go back to the West Wing. The president reached up towards the front of the vehicle to grab at the steering wheel. Mr. Engel grabbed his arm, said, sir, you need to take your hand off the steering wheel. We're going back to the West Wing. We're not going to the Capitol. On December 1, 2020, Attorney General Barr said in an interview that the Department of Justice had not found evidence of widespread election fraud sufficient to change the outcome of the election. Ms. Hutchinson, how did the president react to hearing that news? I first noticed there was ketchup dripping down the wall and there's a shattered porcelain plate on the floor. The valet had articulated that the president was extremely angry at the attorney general's AP interview and had thrown his lunch against the wall. You heard the president, Mr. Meadows, and the White House counsel discussing the hang Mike Pence chance. They're literally calling for the vice president to be effing hung. And Mark had responded something to the effect of, you heard him, Pat, he thinks Mike deserves it. He doesn't think they're doing anything wrong. The rioters chanted hang Mike Pence. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, said that, quote, Mike deserves it. As an American, I was disgusted. It was unpatriotic. It was un-American. We were watching the Capitol building get defaced over a lie. Did Rudy Giuliani ever suggest that he was interested in receiving a presidential pardon related to January 6th? He did. Ms. Hutchison, did White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows ever indicate that he was interested in receiving a presidential pardon related to January 6th? Mr. Meadows did seek that pardon. Yes, ma'am. So, in case you missed it, <laughs> throwing his food on the wall. Like a child. I'm, I'm picturing when you're at the zoo <laughs> the and a big old gorilla or something just <laughs> takes his feces and throws it against the wall. <laughs> That's exactly what I pictured when I heard that. I mean, this guy's so immature. And, and, and now... Trump is saying now that he's going to announce early to run for president just so that all this can get Hidden in the background while well, he thinks it's going to get put in the background. 
He's trying to stay relevant. Yeah, he is. He's trying to. Um, well, he's trying to hide it. That's what he's trying to do. He's, I, I still to this day do not think he's going to run for president. He can announce all he wants. Now, here's one thing that's going to happen though. If he announces, he can't take in the amount of money that he's taking in right now that he's grifting. Oh. Because you're gonna you're gonna have limitations on that because now you're officially a candidate. Hmm. Okay. They can still go to the PACs. Oh, that money be funded heavily through. No, the I PACs. understand, but he's gonna now he's gonna have to account for where what money is coming in either way. Okay. If he once he announces. Then, so that will be another set he, of double books. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he needs to call in. What's his face? Uh huh. What's the guy's name? His um, the oh. guy who starts with W. I don't remember his name. Oh, he's isn't he in prison? Weissman or something? <coughs> like that, Is he in prison? I don't know if he's in jail or not. I can't remember. There's I been think so he got much charged. news. He got charged, but I don't know. And this has um, been the problem in America over the last four or five years since Trump came to power. Mm-hmm. The idea was, and it's a strategy, flood the broadcasters, flood the media with stories, whether they're true or false, so that we get so tangled up trying to keep track of everything. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all confusion. Yeah. I mean, he, he tries to throw chaos. so much stuff out there that you can't keep track of it. And then you forget about this one. And then you go, oh, yeah, he did that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a whole, just a whole litany yeah. of crap. The gorilla throwing his feces against the wall. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Man. So I uh, I saw Ruth Ben Gate. Now, she's a professor of Italian and history at the New York University. Mm-hmm. And she's been around on several programs this week explaining why it was so important for Trump to go to the Capitol that day. He was insisting, you heard in, right. in the testimony there. And Ruth Ben Gates, she is an expert on coups. And she says that um, there's a phase in coups where it's violent and it's quick. And there's a pronouncement of the new order. Coup attempt on the Capitol failed because Trump couldn't get there. He wanted to be anointed as the head of the new illegitimate government. And to do that, you have to be there. Hence, Trump pressured the Secret Service to get him there. <coughs> and thanks to Cassidy Hutchison's testimony, um, the final clue was added to the puzzle. All investigations are like puzzles. And that was the, the, the added clue. Um, Ruth Ben Gates was saying that in order to get this done, this has been planned for a long time. Sure. It's not something that's planned no. for months. Mm-mm. So they got the, the Proud Boys engaged. Mm-hmm. And Mike Flynn was doing a lot of the work behind the scenes, as was Bannon through his show. And Roger Stone. And Roger Stone, yeah, again. Um, and so the, the ellipse and the taking away of the machines, the mag machines Mm -hmm. that detect metal, they were there because they were going to the Capitol. These weren't just hollow threats. No. The idea was that they would go to the Capitol, that they would take out Mike Pence 
that they would take out Nancy Pelosi. And then Trump would walk into the chamber and announce his new illegitimate government. And she said this would then have caused a constitutional crisis. <laughs> you think? In as much as then the police, the military, and the National Guard, you would have seen them split into pro-Trumpers and anti-Trumpers because they all have their own personal opinions, which they're entitled to. But would they leave them at home or would they take them out on the streets? That's how close America came to losing democracy. See, people don't understand that. It's just... Uh, if you watch Fox News or, you know, some of the uh, other garbage that uh, uh, that spews this stuff. I, it's just like Hutchinson, like Cassidy Hutchinson. Now, the, everything the, everything she said, according to Laura Ingraham, Tucker Carlson, all these guys, all these word salad gorillas. <laughs> throwing their crap on the wall that they're all they come out and they say it's all hearsay you couldn't do this in a court of law you're correct you could not that's why it's not a court of law it's getting the information out there and it's not hearsay when it comes right from her mouth exactly there are parts in there that are hearsay and she acknowledged that that she heard it from someone else yep the part of uh, the part that they're focusing on for some reason, which is the least important part, is allegedly he reached for the steering wheel and put his hand around and somebody's throat. That has nothing. It's irrelevant. Not, who cares about that? It was a coup. I attempt. mean, it makes it, it makes it spicy. It was you know? a coup attempt. Like him you'd throwing see this in a third world country. Him, him throwing this food. That's another thing. That these are the two things that Trump focused on when he came back and came back on Cassidy. First of all, calling her a you know all the names that he usually all the does. names he usually does to women. Uh, but the two things that upset him was the fact of grabbing the steering wheel mm-hmm. and throwing his food. Yeah. Those are the two things. The only two things I've heard that he focused on, other than just calling her an outright liar. Which we know that's not true. He knows he's going down, so he has to. I mean, that was all backed up by the attorneys that worked in the White House yep. that have already testified on that stuff. So, so basically, the USA, um, here's the sad news. We're now in a rolling coup. Um, and it's not just Ben Gates that's saying it. There's several other academics, public commentators, um, And actually yesterday, when I see pictures on social media of the so-called Patriot Front walking casually along the Freedom Trail in Boston on a Saturday. That's KKK stuff. Dressed in khaki pants, black shirts. The new KKK uniform. White balaclavas Mm -hmm. carrying the flag. They do this to show their Nazis, support the KKK, and are willing to terrorize the nation. It's funny how they've learned to cover their faces now, though, after the Jan 6. (laughs) They wouldn't do it during COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID, you can't tell me to wear a mask. And now they're all wearing white balaclavas. (laughs) That's because they're all going to jail. That's why. So how did we get here? This is, you know, this has been going on a long time. Yeah. We heard, um, where did we hear this? We just heard it today. 
was it something I pulled up? But where, where they were trying to compare Jan 6 to, oh, yeah, it was that uh, uh, former Republican attorney. He's still a Republican, but he worked, uh, he had some, anyway. He was, he was talking about comparing the insurrection, which the Republicans continually do this, to the BLM, uh, quote-unquote, Antifa mob in Portland. You know, violence is violence. I get it. That's the only correlation, though. Yep. It's just there was violence. I denounced that. But what he was pissed off about is the fact that the FBI is not treating them and arresting all of them compared to where they're trying to arrest everybody. It's the damn capital. Exactly. It's not Portland in front of Portland Bank. No. I mean, what does it take to get through these morons? They're deflecting from the seriousness of it. Because They're idiots. Yeah. But this will explain some of it. So your question was, how did we get here? So we have a piece, or uh, we've, we've got a little, uh, little thing here that we copied from 1980. Yep. Now, let's see if this sounds like uh, Lindsey Graham right oh. now. Or Marco Rubio. Sounds familiar. Yes, yes. This so this what we're going to read here is the um, libertarian platform from 1980. Libertarian platform, not the conservative platform, which Republicans claim to be. Yeah, they're not. So this is when David Koch. uh, ran for president and if you don't know david Koch is one of the Koch brothers that funds the republican party basically 1988 david Koch, and this is the yeah the platform and here's how it goes we urge the repeal of federal campaign finance laws that's familiar well they did it <laughs> basically with citizens united so they got that done. And the immediate abolition of the despotic Federal Election Commission. And that's what they're trying that's to do next. now. That's next coming up. In that's the coming up Court. next year. Yep. So this is, <laughs> they've been working on this for 42 freaking years. And finally, they got the right guys in the Supreme Court. Okay, here's something else. Uh, and Lindsey Graham has just said this himself just a couple weeks ago and various other times. We favored the abolition of Medicare and Medicaid programs. Familiar. Can't take care of the, the old folks like me. Oh, no. Uh, have paid into it all your lives. <laughs> exactly. Still paying into it. Um, we oppose any compulsory insurance or tax-supported plan to provide health services, including those which finance abortion services, which never happened, by the way. The government never funded abortion services. Uh, We also favored the deregulation of the medical insurance industry. Oh, so nobody Nobody's going to get any help. Yeah, except for the people that have all the money. Uh, We favor the repeal of the fraudulent, virtually bankrupt 
an increasingly oppressive Social Security system. Where have we heard that before? Time and time again. Pending that repeal, participation in Social Security should be made voluntary. Now, wait a minute. They want to repeal it, (laughs) but they want to keep it. Which is it? Yeah, they want you to pay into this. uh, uh, And so few will do it that it it won't exist anymore. Exactly. So... So we've, we're only uh, five lines into this, and we've already eliminated Medicare, Medicaid, uh, campaign finance laws, which we've already done, um, medical insurance, uh, Social Security. We're just in first five. Uh, we propose the abolition of the government governmental postal service. So there goes your mail. Well, they've pretty much killed that and already. Well, they've tried. Did you? Well, I don't get it. They Why is say, he still there? They always say he's that the uh, Postal Service is inefficient. Do they make mistakes? Sure. But, you know, I usually get my mail. Okay. It's inefficient. Whether they're talking about money is what they're talking about. Yeah. <clears throat> but they were never supposed to be there to make a profit. No, they were a non-profit organization, weren't non- they? Yeah, they were supposed to make their money off stamps and shipping and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we oppose all personal and corporate income taxation. Okay. Well, there goes the roads. There goes, you know, streetlights. There goes all kinds of stuff. Thumbs. Uh, including capital gains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> David Koch wants that one gone. Uh, we support the eventual repeal of all taxation. So there will be nothing to fund <coughs> any infrastructure in the U.S., which has already been held back. 30 years because we've had Republicans in the Senate that won't allow things like that to be passed. I kind of liked Little House on the Prairie, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what that's that's what they're talking about. Let's just have some dirt roads out there. And, well, they actually want to privatize it. It's what they want to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as an interim measure, all criminal and civil sanctions against tax evasion should be ter- terminated immediately. <laughs> Donald like that. I love it. We support repeal of all law which impede the ability of any person to find employment, such as minimum wage laws. Where have we heard that? See, I mean, all these sayings are happening right now in the Republican Party. In case you missed where I'm trying to go here. Every single thing we've read so far, the Republicans are trying to do right now or have done. And they've tried to stop any improvement in the Senate. Exactly. Uh, We advocate the complete separation of education. Uh, Education and state. Government schools lead to the indoctrination of children and interfere with the free choice of individuals government ownership, operation, regulation, and subsidy of schools and colleges should be ended. So the whole of the USA becomes diversions. Well, now we can all be a gorilla and just throw our shit at the wall, and that'll be our entertainment. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's all you're going to have. Yeah. But the, the funny thing about the education thing, they always say that they're being indoctrinated. What are you going to do when you start homeschooling? What are you doing? You're exactly. indoctrinating. Now, you're indoctrinating the way you want to do it, but you have that option to do right now. 
Yeah. Not all kids have that option. That's what public schools are for, basically, is to make sure everybody has an opportunity to have an education. The rich folks have always had the opportunity. You can change schools. You can go to private schools. You can go. You've had that option. When Republicans say school choice, that means they want to eliminate the public school system. They don't want school choice. They want to eliminate the public school system. You already have school choice. Always have. <clears throat> Joe's getting angry here. Oh, this education thing really pisses me off. Um, where lost my place? Education. We condemn compulsory education laws, and we call for the immediate repeal of such laws. Uh, we support the repeal of all taxes on on the income or property of private schools. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Whether profit or nonprofit. Notice they don't say anything here about taxing the churches, do they? No, not a thing. Yeah. No, keep going. It might be there. Uh, we support the abolition of the Environmental Protection Agency. Hell with the environment. Well, they oh, did they, that they, on Thursday. Yeah, the Supreme Court is starting to help you on that one. Uh, we support the abolition of the Department of Energy. Again, the Supreme Court just helped you out a little bit. Didn't get rid of the department, but... They got rid of the regulations. Piece by piece, folks. We call for the dissolution of all government agencies concerned with transportation, including the Department of Transportation. Okay, so when you come to a four-way stop from now on, good luck. (laughs) I guess there'll be no no stop signs. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um... We demand the return of America's railroad system to private ownership. We call for the privatization of public roads and national highway systems. So you can only go somewhere as long as you pay David Koch. So there will be an oligarch for rail and an oligarch sure. for road. Just a different system. Can you see it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I can. Uh, We specifically oppose laws requiring an individual to buy or use so-called protection equipment, such as safety belts, airbags, or crash helmets. OSHA. So they're trying to get rid of OSHA now. Yep. Away with more regulations. Yeah. So you go ahead and climb up on that building, but we're not going to require you to wear a safety belt or anything like that. You know, if you fall, you fall. It beggars belief. They're all gorillas throwing their crap on the wall. Uh, We advocate uh, the abolition of the Food and Drug Administration. So good luck with your uh, salmonella chicken. Yeah. (laughs) We support an end to all subsidies for childbearing built into our present, present laws. We support an end. Let me read that again. That's WIC. Yep. We support an end to all subsidies for childbearing built into our present laws, including all welfare plans and the provision of tax-supported services for children. So they're going to force you to have the babies, and then they're going to force you to grovel around 
for money to feed them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no provision for childcare. There's so no minimum wage. No minimum which wage. Which they're all trying to get. They're trying to do that now. Yeah. So you, you, you take every one of these. If, if you think I'm full of it, this is what's going on. Yeah. We'll take what we got the repeal of the campaign finance laws. That's already done. That was Citizens United. That's over. We have uh, abolition of Medicare and Medicaid. They're trying like hell to do that. And they've been trying. And Lindsey Graham just came out and said it just a couple days ago. And they've been saying it all along. People aren't paying attention because you think they won't do it. Did you think they were going to attack the, the Capitol? No. But they did it anyway. But they did it anyway. We're always thinking they're not going to do it. They're going to do it. So they're doing it. If you, this year, you know, every year we hear people, including myself, that said this is the most important election of our time. This one. This is the last election of our we, time. This, this might be the last free, real election of our time. This is getting all set up for 2024. 2022, there are some states. 2022, you got midterms, yes. The but midterms, I'm, but there are some states that won't have a free and fair election. You're right. Already. You're right. They've already gerrymandered it. And the Supreme Court's said we'll, that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see. let you do that this year well, we'll until see. we hear the case. Yeah, until but we hear the case. Yeah. That will be after the 2022 elections. Okay, campaign finance laws, check, done. Medicare, Medicaid, they're trying really hard, and they if they get the Senate, they'll do it. Uh, insurance, tax support, health care. They've been doing their damnedest, damnedest to kill that. Uh, deregulation, medical insurance, uh, Social Security, remove Social Security. They're working on it. Postal Service, they've already attempted to do that, and it's, uh, it's they've working. already damaged it. Let's put it that way. Repeal all taxation. Um, minimum wage. They've been trying to want they want to get rid of a minimum wage. They say that out loud. So this is this is America, folks. This is it. They want to get rid of OSHA. They want to get all the protections out of the way. Environmental Protection Agency, uh, Department of Energy, um, Department of Transportation, and public schools. So there you go. What do you got left? Oh, you got church. You've got church. You've got church, and I'm I guarantee you Coke does not go to church. (laughs) No. Nobody, no, no, nobody so evil could go to church. So if you think think we're joking, just keep thinking that because, A, I didn't think Trump could ever be elected. I've known who Trump was for I don't know how many years. And the thought that even, (laughs) just, I still can't believe he was elected. So we thought that he was elected. Then we thought, well, he's, he's not going to be all that rough-edged like he was during the campaign. He was worse. Oh, well, he's, he, in the end, he's going to leave the White House. And, you know, he's going to leave the White House, and he's, he's going to do it peacefully and all that. Well, that didn't work out. He says what he's got planned for he this country. He thinks he's still president. In full plain sight. I want to say uh, congratulations to uh, Kintanji Brown. Oh, Jackson. yes. Yeah. That's historic. 104th Associate, Justice of the Supreme, Supreme Court. Court. First black woman in the Supreme Court. So Kudos. The last couple of days in the Supreme Court, yeah. um, 
which is also part of the rolling coup. It's been fun, huh? Um, I was br- my attention was brought to an extremely important thing that everybody needs to know. Miranda Law went. Miranda Law is you have the right to remain silent, blah blah blah, until you and you've got the right to an access to access to a lawyer. So let's be more specific on that because what they did is they said you cannot sue the cops if they forget to, to give you Miranda. In the past, that was that was you had to give tell people what their rights were before yeah. you arrested them. So um, Philip and Atiba Goff, professor of African American studies and psychology at Yale University, was on TV the other day. Um, with Tiffany Cross, I believe, mm-hmm. shout out. She was. Um, he said that there's much, much more to the Supreme Court knocking down Miranda rights. The original law uh, in 1871 was written to stop police who were KKK members from harassing blacks or worse. The advice, advice from Goff in any situation are ask and you must Am I being detained? If they say no, walk away slowly. If they say yes, say nothing and ask for a lawyer. End of. Nothing else. Don't say anything. Because you can't sue the police now for not telling you that they, you know, failed to read your rights. And a lot of people don't know those rights. Mm-hmm. But they're the, the I mean, two. it's a simple thing. You have the right to remain silent. Mm-hmm. You have a right to an attorney. And that's that, that's all Miranda rights were. Yeah. So it's quite interesting because they've they've taken away the the Miranda right, um, but at the same time, a day later, Supreme Court asks Maryland and Virginia officials to stop people picketing at justices' houses. <laughs> now, ordinarily, I would agree it's not a nice thing to do, but. Hey, These Supreme Court it. justices are taking away rights without accountability. So as long as those protesters are peaceful, so be it. On Roe v. Wade, yep. which we've spoken about before, there's moves to define life as from conception in some states. Travel bans for pregnant women. Um, I've got to give a shout out to Anonymous, though. They, they um, tweeted a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Data from menstrual tracking apps have been hacked and deleted to avoid identifying possible abortion in states where abortion is now banned. Hey, they've just helped out a lot of people Mm -hmm. that don't realize what's coming. Yep. Um, It's also emboldened, I noticed, pro-choices to start campaigns in the UK. So this is going to go across the world. One thing that kind of went under the radar was the attack on native Indian rights on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So the Supreme Court justices, the Republican ones, um, Mm -hmm. under Kavanaugh, now... Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. They now call... Instead of being native Indians, they're just Indians. An Oklahoma petitioner. (laughs) Oklahoma has turned into the biggest joke in the United States of America. So in SC number 21-429, 
I'd say it a lot too. Oklahoma petitioner v. Victor Manuel Castro Huerto. Prosecution of crimes by non-Indians on Indians mm -hmm. in Indian country. And the Supreme Court were asked, does federal government currently have exclusive jurisdiction to prosecute or do feds and state have concurrent jur jurisdiction? So Justice Kavanaugh opined that federal and state have concurrent jurisdictions to prosecute non-Indian crime against Indians on Indian territory. Professor Maggie Black at the New York um, University Law Indian Sovereign Territory Law Department, she says it's a de devastating result for our democracy. It basically means that a non-white person can go onto an Indian reservation and cause hell and do it without any accountability. This is how they cause chaos. And all this happened this week. That was the one that went under the radar. But there's more. Ah, oh, yes, what's coming up? Prayer in school. You can now pray in school. You always could pray Apparently. in school. No, I mean out, out loud. Uniformed prayer. Yeah. So we have the football coach that's doing a prayer on the football field, and the uh, Supreme Court said, eh, no problem. Um, it, it, yeah, obviously I'm not a religious guy. Each to their own. Yes. But aren't you supposed to do prayer silently by yourself? Doesn't it say that in the Bible? That's the way I read it. Yep, that's what I thought. So we had the uh, the Dobbs case, abortion. We had Miranda, and we had uh, Supreme Court says it's okay now if uh, you pray in school. Immigration. Um, the one thing that they did do is they told Biden that he can get rid of Trump's uh, law that made non-Mexicans, Guatemalans, if it was Guatemalans, Colombians, Ecuadorians, whatever it was, they Trump's law was they had to stay in Mexico or go back there to the country to apply for asylum. Um, which at the time with COVID, yeah. I still don't like the law, but it w if you throw COVID in on it, okay, temporarily. Um, but here's the thing that bothers me about this. Here's another thing that Republicans, uh, and they're going to say this in the election. They're going to say there's caravans coming well, to the border. Well, they're going to say Biden create Biden hasn't changed mm -hmm. one immigration law. Nope. It's still Trump's laws Yep. that he set up. Yep. So Biden has nothing to do with this. None. <laughs> Other than the fact that he's president now. But they're saying he can do it because they want him to do it because that feeds their base. I don't think he's going to. No, the only caravans that I'm aware of. At least of, wait until after the midterms. There's new there are no caravans. The only time there's, there's a caravan. caravans heading for the Canadian and Mexican borders. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many people have told me they're leaving. And to the airport to get out. Yeah. Yeah, we have friends that are actually... Uh, they're not actually moving to Mexico, 
but they're getting their visas all set up, permanent visas the, the, set up. Uh, permanent residency. Yeah, permanent residency. But they, you, they're still going to live in the States, but uh, now that makes it easy. So plan B, we can get out fast. And these are rational people, and we never would have thought about something like this. Uh-uh. Emissions from power plants. We were talking about that on the uh, uh, libertarian yep. uh, discussion. That's so, coming up in the Supreme Court next. No, it's not. They already did it. Oh, they did that one. They're, doing, yeah. they're going after clean water They're next. going after the, the power plants um, that um, we can't add regulations to uh, emissions on power plants. So, so much for uh, green energy. To hell with the environment, I guess. I guess that's a big... Oh, yeah. F you. Oh, yeah. And you know what? How to make your allies really loathe you. Mm -hmm. Because prior to all the regulation, all the acid rain that got brought over in the wind and the weather from the U.S. Welcome back. It lands on Europe. Yep. So, yeah, America's going to be pretty loathed after that one. Freaking awesome. Okay, so what's coming up in the Supreme Court? They have decided that they're going to consider a conservative legal theory giving state legislatures virtual unchecked power over federal elections. All this yelling and screaming about fixed elections, fixed elections, stop the steal. Now they want to codify it with the Supreme Court. Who's the ones that are for fixing elections? I mean, the Republicans. These guys project everything. Yep. And so, seriously, in in North Carolina, there this is a, a case coming out of North Carolina where they gerrymandered the map so poorly that the, even the Supreme Court in North Carolina said, "No, no, you can't, you can't do that map. That's a joke. You can't do it." So they went to Supreme Court. Supreme Court says, and, and nobody in the world thought that they would hear this case, but this bunch of yahoos, oh, sure. Yeah, we'll hear it next year. Bring it up. Next year actually starts on Octo in October. Uh -huh. They could hear that. You could. Be before the midterms. Yep. And they've also allowed um, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, they're not going to do that. I Well, I keep they, saying they're not going to do it. They but. have already told them that they can use the maps that they've got just now, mm -hmm. the ones that are being argued, until they make this decision. So what the, what this decision would be, it would eliminate any state courts. It would eliminate any state election committee. All of this, everything can be done by the legislators. Think about that. So if your state votes, say, Democrat, and you have Republican legislators. The least nonpartisan people on the planet. And then you're going to end up having appointed legislators. You're going to end up with people getting shot because... People were going to know what the vote was, and you're, and then they're going to get together, and they're going to go, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. Um, it even cuts governors, state courts, out of decision-making process on election law. Governors and state courts will have no 
say so in this in this piece of budget or piece of uh, opinion opinion that's that in North Carolina that's going to go before the Supreme Court. Uh, of course, that would favor their own party, and um, this piece says that twenty uh, could have an effect in twenty twenty four and beyond. So I don't think it's going to have an effect on the midterms. Supreme Court's uh, choice to take up the same case uh, came less than a week after the nation's highest court overturned Roe Wade. Now, a lot of these guys have already kind of uh, shown their colors on this previously in other examples. Oh, you mean where they perjured themselves? No, they didn't perjure themselves, but, you know, before they were Supreme Court justices or maybe even after. Uh, let's see. Experts say if the Supreme Court adopts independent legislature theory, it would give state law... By the way, that's the theory that uh, the attorney with glasses, the one that uh, tried to write the information to send to electors to have them sign it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the heck's his name? Oh. I've got it here. The guy that's... Um <clears throat> he's in deep trouble. He's going to jail. Yeah, he is going to jail. Uh, but that's that's the theory that he was using to send fake electors to uh, overturn the election. Uh, let's see. That's bad. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I've got it right here, but I just can't find it. Uh, John Eastman. John Eastman. Yeah. yeah. So Sheldon Whitehouse. Uh, who's a Democrat from Rhode Island. Um, his comment is, this phony doctrine is an anti-democratic Republican power grab masquerading as legal theory. It was cooked up in a right-wing legal hothouse by political operatives looking to give state legislatures the power to overturn the will of the American voters in future elections. That's what he wrote in the Post. Washington Post. The theory, White House says, excuse me again, uh, was wielded by Trump attorney John Eastman as he sought to overturn the presidential election. So that's coming to the Supreme Court next year. Joy. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Okay, so here's, uh, here's some comments that were made by some of these guys. Fifteen years later, let's see, the court narrowly rejected a challenge. So Arizona's already tried to do this to a degree. Arizona Republicans led state legislature using the independent legislature theory, which is what's coming from North Carolina, to argue against an independent redistricting commission drawing maps. Because they're gerrymandering as well. In a 2020 case about mail-in ballot deadlines in Wisconsin, Justice Neil Gorsuch, Gorsuch seemed to endorse the theory writing, quote, the Constitution provides the state legislatures, not federal judges, not state judges, not state governors, not other state officials, bear primary responsibility for setting election rules. There you go. It's already been written. It's already been written. He's already said it. 
So was, it could well be out before the midterms. That was in a 2020 case. Damn. <laughs> Guys, man, this is this is just freaking nuts. Very, very scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me give you some. Oh, do you have some? Go ahead. No, no, no. I've got, I've got um, the great sage Timothy Snyder, but I do the democracy bit first. <laughs> okay. This is a um, a um, a poll, a survey done by the University of Chicago's Institute of Politics, and they're generally very, very good and and accurate. And they, um, as Independence Day approaches, it says more than one in four Americans are so alienated from their government that they believe it may soon be necessary to take up arms. Scary stuff. More than one in four. So more than 25%. So if you're in a supermarket, store, Uh concert, somewhere, in a big crowd, a quarter of those people... They want to take up arms. That uh, startling finding, which comes in the midst of congressional hearings into the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol, was just one of several reflections of the dangerous level of estrangement that many Americans feel from each other as well. Survey had 1,000 registered voters, and they did it 50-50. And they, they actually had a pollster, a Republican pollster, Neil Newhouse, and a Democratic pollster, Joel Benerson, uh, with input from students at IOP. The portrait that it paints reveals not only the growing divides that we have witnessed in recent years, but strong sentiments that a majority of media outlets contribute to these divisions by intentionally misleading their audiences or promote... Why don't they just say Fox News? Exactly. (laughs) They wouldn't be far wrong. You know, I would actually enjoy a good conservative-leaning... News station? News station, yeah. Mm -hmm. I would, because that would be legit. Yeah. Not all these hacks that are just... Throwing knives at everybody. They're basically the Russian propaganda party. Yeah. They they show Tucker on on Russian state TV every night. What cracks me up is you uh, uh, you're running up against a conservative, and, and if you say anything about Fox News, that's why MSNBC does the same thing. They don't. No, they don't. They they're not of your opinion, but they're not throwing knives at people. No lies at people. I mean proven lies. I mean no no just proven lies. Um, so here's, here's some findings in the, in the survey. A majority of Americans agree that the government is corrupt and rigged against everyday people like me. Including 73% of voters who describe themselves as strong Republican, 71% who call themselves very conservative, and 68% of rural voters. A bare majority, 51% of voters who called themselves very liberal, also agreed. Overall, but it was only 51%, not 75%. 
Um, overall, two-thirds of Republicans and independent voters agree that the government is corrupt and rigged against them, while Democrats are evenly split. Oh, wow. <laughs> I think Democrats have damn good reason to be feeling that way right now. Yeah. Um, with the debate raging about the integrity of our elections, a majority, 56%, say that they generally trust elections to be conducted fairly and counted accurately. But that view is deeply divergent by party, of course. Four in five Democrats, 78%, say that they generally trust the elections to be fair and accurate. Half, 51% of independent voters, but just only 33% of Republicans. How sad is that? Well, go okay, folks. Go with the independent votes. Whenever, whenever this is so divisive, go with what the independents are telling you. They're fifty-fifty, and that, you know I believe that. Not this, but but the Republicans are way over there. Nearly half of Americans, forty-nine percent, agreed that they are more, more and more feel like a stranger in my own country, with 69% of strong Republicans and 65% who call them very conservative leading the way. 38% of strong Democrats agreed. So 69% to 38%. And I guess they just haven't closed enough schools yet to make them feel better. Or taken away Social Security. Boy, if that happens... If they take away Social Security and Medicare, I, I just can't wait to hear what's going to come out of Alabama and Mississippi. They're going, well, you can't take that away. Well, Social Security is money that people have paid into all their lives. It gets taken off their, yeah, their salary. If you don't have Social Security and, and you're not independently wealthy, you're going to be working for the rest of your life. So, but Yeah, but the more important thing, how do you feel about having the money that you've paid in stolen? I don't think they would take it from people like, well, okay. I'm raising an eyebrow here. Yeah, I know here. you are. It's a really high eyebrow, too. And it's <laughs> one eye, and I can't do that. 28% uh, of voters, including 37% who have guns in their homes, agree. It may be necessary at some point to, uh, some point soon for citizens to take up arms against the government. That view is held by one in three Republicans. I think that's largely because they watch um, Fox News, Newsmax, and OAN. And Gunsmoke. And Gunsmoke. Including 45% of self-identified uh, strong Republicans, roughly one in three independent voters, and one in five Democrats agree. That's scary stuff. Got more. About three-quarters, 73% of voters who identify themselves as Republican agree that Democrats are generally bullies who want to impose their political... <laughs> Boys who what? <laughs> Bullies who want to impose their way <laughs> on, on everybody. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gorillas throwing their shit on the wall. Um, let's see if there's any there's other ones here a quarter reported losing friends and the like uh, and a like number said that they have avoided friends and relatives over politics 
I'm guilty of that in some ways. Some 38% say that they have unfriended or stopped following someone on social media because of their political views. Okay, now that's enough of that. There's, there's, there's more on that. So if you want to look it up, it's at uh, Chicago Institute of Politics, our precarious democracy. Okay. Let's get out of America for a minute. Sure. Okay, so... We're gone. Uh, Timothy Snyder, he's 11 professor of history at Yale. He's a genius. He is an absolute genius. Um, he's the writer of various books, um, including On Tyranny. So if a lot of people out there want to know what it's about, read that one because... It's, it's a very short book, too. It's a very short book. You know, you don't have to spend hours reading it. So On Tyranny by Timothy Snyder with 20 new lessons on Ukraine. So anyway, he, oh, he tweeted on the 2nd of July, um, basically a thread, and it was, I think it was like 16 tweets long. He warns that Putin's preparing to starve much of the developing world as the next stage in his war in Europe. Ukraine is, leading, is the leading exporter of grain. Russia, block millions of tons which will rot that equals tens of millions in Africa and Asia will die food is central to politics control in Ukraine um, corn um, grain it can change the world and it's not new Stalin and Hitler they both wanted to get down that road Stalin um, thought Ukraine was there to be exploited and used to build the industrial economy for Russia. And the collectivized agriculture killed about four million Ukrainians. This was called the Holomador, the terror famine, 1932 to 1933 in Ukraine. Stalin blamed Ukraine as Nazis. Anything sound familiar there? Nazis, no. the real ones in Germany, like the idea of controlling grain. Hitler's central war aim. Hitler's central war, central war aim. He wanted to starve the Soviet Union of grain. There you go, mm. Hitler. Putin, he's got a three-point plan. One, destroy Ukraine by cutting off exports, which he's done. He's he's, already done. There's a port, port blockade. Two, cause instability in Europe by forcing starving refugees from Africa and Middle East North. And that certainly would cause more instability in Europe. Three, world famine is necessary backdrop for Russian propaganda campaign as mass death is needed for propaganda contest. So Timothy Snyder says... When food riots begin and as starvation spreads, Russian propaganda will blame Ukraine and call for Russia's territorial gains in Ukraine to be recognized and for all sanctions to be lifted. He says Russia are planning to starve Asians and Africans in order to win its war in Europe. This is a new level of colonialism and the latest chapter of hunger politics. And if that doesn't scare you, I don't know what is. But as a side note to that... I think we've scared a lot of people, too. 
I'm sorry. That's I really okay. am, but people need to know this. They do. As a side note to that, Putin's preparing to take over control of the Sakhalin 2 oil and gas project, which supplies about 4% of the world's liquefied natural gas market, which is already 50% owned by Gazprom. This is the the project that, as a result of Putin going into Ukraine, mm-hmm. um, Shell have pulled out of. And they've lost billions by doing so. Sure. Um, it's but, the right thing to do. But, of course... Putin takes control, and there we have another oligarch. You want some good news? Oh, yes, please. Okay, now keep in mind, these are polls. But as bleak as everybody's been saying about the polls, got some new stuff. Now, this this is not the guns and all that stuff going crazy. Uh, Democrats are uh, favored to win the midterms now in Georgia. Warnock is beating Walker by 10%. This is before this poll was taken also before the Jan 6 and uh, the Roe Wade. Okay. So keep in mind, that's going to make it even more intense, Yeah. I, in my opinion. Democrats are favored to win the midterms in Georgia. Warnock is beating Walker by 10%, over 10%. Stacey Abrams, who was trailing, is now tied with Kemp. No, that's possible that Kemp's even with her. Uh, Marcus Flowers out fundraised, out, out fundraised by Marge Threetos. Marjorie Perjury Green. Uh-huh. In the first quarter of fundraising. Cool. So he's doing well. Uh, no numbers on that. John... Yeah, and you know, numbers, the only reason I'm reading this is because numbers are hard to come by or in in uh, uh, midterms, at least this early. Uh, so I just wanted to share them with you. John Fetterman, I'm a big fan of Fetterman, is uh, beating Mehmet Oz by a whopping 9% so far. Josh Shaparo favored to beat the uh, Trump creep, Mastriano, uh, who participated in the insurrection, by the way. After the hearings, oh, after the hearings, ex, oh no, after the hearings, expect Mastriano's chances to evaporate. In Florida, Charlie Crist is ahead of DeSantis by one percentage point. Mm. And that was before Roe was overturned. Well. Yeah, that's interesting. Yep. And Marco Rubio received an A-plus rating from the NRA the week after Uvalde. And Val Demings received an F. This will play uh, play well with young voters. Her law enforcement background will also play well. I like Val Demings. I like Val Demings. Yeah, she's good. Uh, let's move on down to Texas. How about Beto? He's closing the gap with Abbott. He's within 5%. Oh, good. Yeah. And that was also before Roe. Um, Abbott sets in as um, in the governor's mansion, zooming with the NRA, and Rand Paul appears on Russian state TV every single night as Kentucky remains one of the poorest states because of his failed leadership. Kentucky is ready to elect a Democrat. In North Carolina, Democrat uh, Sherry Beasley 
has closed the gap within 2% of her radical opponent. Uh, and this poll was uh, conducted before the January 6th hearings. I expect those numbers to flip. I can uh, go on and on, but the moral of the story is get out and vote. That's one reason I don't like favorable polls because it keeps people from going out and voting. But this one, I'm going to say it one last time before we go, that this is, this absolutely is the most important vote you will ever cast, ever it's gone if they get control. If they get control, that's all over. Did you have something else? I did. <laughs> okay. And it's a good news story. Okay. One for everybody to keep an eye on. There was new evidence found this week in a court box in Mississippi uh, regarding the Emmett Till case. Oh, it wasn't ballots, was it? ha. <laughs> So anyway, what they found was a warrant for kidnapping in 1955 on a Carolyn Bryant Donham, a.k.a. Mrs. Roy Bryant. She was then, she was the wife of Roy Bryant, who was one of the two white men acquitted for the lynching, who later um, admitted to uh, one of the magazines hmm. that they had done it. Um when that information came out, an appeal um, to, to open the case again was turned down. Well, anyway, this um, Carolyn Donham is still alive. She's 80 years old. She was the one that accused Till, when he was 14, of uh, making improper advances at her family store. Mm. Anyway, the county sheriff at that time told reporters then that he didn't want to bother the woman since she had two young children. So, of course, as there's new evidence come up, watch that space. Yeah. We want some justice for Emmett Till. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the last thing, MSNBC are showing a concert tonight. Oh, that's right. To help Nicole. Europe. Nicole Wallace Nicole has Wallace set it all up. Nicole produced it, yeah. Um, it's on CNBC at 7 Eastern, and then they're re-showing it on MSNBC a couple of hours later. So, so what time? 7, 7 p.m. Mountain time? Eastern. Eastern time. Good. On N NBC. Uh, there's so many stations now. Yeah, check it out. That's, that's going to be good. Look at your guide on yeah, TV. That's going to be good. Well, that was fun. We'll be back next week. We uh, will. To <laughs> well, we'll be back next week to really ruin your day again. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry well you know we got it we got it this is this is important stuff so um just vote and don't vote for gorillas please because they throw crap on the wall adios adios
Lay on.